worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All of Psalm 23. And then looking in the New Testament, in the Gospel of John, John chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not one who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Verses 1 through 18, John chapter 10. 
Father, we thank you for your word, which is your voice. Thank you for your word, which is your counsel, your wisdom, your grace, and so, so much more. Thank you for the blessing of being able to open your word every day and hear the counsel of you, our good and great shepherd, every single day. Father, more and more help us with every passing day. Help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower each of us to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. Lord, cause your word to go forth in power anointing in the Holy Ghost as we share your word today. And Lord, thank you for the how thank you for how that your word will do a perfect work in the heart of every listener. And it shall not return to you void, but it shall accomplish the thing for which you sent it forth. Thank you for your word. Thank you for being our good and our great and our blessed shepherd. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the hour of intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He is going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we join the psalmist in saying, Not to us, not to us be the glory, but to your name be the glory, Father, for your loving kindness and your truth. We exalt you today, Father. We we uh, take the spotlight off of ourselves and our problems and the things going on in our lives, and we put the spotlight on you. We magnify you today, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Uh, we, As we begun the broadcast, we did, of course, share Psalm 23, as well as a passage from John chapter 10. And I want to encourage you to go back and take time and go over those passages when you can make time to do that. Both of them are powerful passages and have much insight and wisdom for all of us as believers. Now, Psalm 23 is one whereby many believers may think to themselves, well, I know that psalm, and I know it by heart. I know what it says. It's encouraging. It's uplifting. I like to hear it often. And that's good. It's good that you know it. I, I hope you have memorized it. It's a good psalm to have in your memory and to go over often, actually, every single day. But, you know, it's good to always approach the Word of God with this understanding There's more treasure to be found in every passage as you keep reading, meditating, thinking, and mulling over the Word of God. The fact is you never get to the bottom of God's Word. There's always more treasure, insight, and encouragement, strength, and power to be found as you keep digging. So never think to yourself, well, I know that passage. There's no need for me to read that again, to read or meditate on it. You could read and meditate on Psalm 23 for a million years and never get to the bottom of it. Why? Because the Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. And there's always more wisdom to be drawn forth from the Word of God as you keep reading and meditating on it. So never make the big mistake of thinking, oh, I know that passage. I know all about it, and I know exactly what it says. I've drawn all there is to get out of it that I can. No, you have not, and neither have I. So as we look in part today at the 23rd Psalm, Today we're focusing on the topic specifically, sheep in desperate need of a shepherd. Again, our topic, sheep in desperate need of a shepherd. And we're going to take a special look at Psalm 23, not only Psalm 23, but especially Psalm 23 in particular. So as we move forward, I'm going to take a moment once again to read it. And I want you to listen to it. And don't Think to yourself, oh, I know that passage. I, I know Psalm 23. You know, maybe you have it memorized, and again, that's a good thing. But you don't, don't ever think you fully know it because you don't. There's more that we all can draw from it. Psalm 23, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, in so many places in Scripture, God alludes to people as being like sheep. And keep in mind, obviously, that's never an insult on God's part. It's a statement of reality. The fact is, we are like sheep in desperate need of a shepherd. We're animals that just seem to be vulnerable to so many issues and realities and challenges and problems and difficulties in the world. Yet when we're wise enough to place ourselves fully in the hands of the good and the great shepherd, we will be wise indeed. The fact is, yes, we're like sheep. Uh, and we desperately need a savior. We desperately need a shepherd. And so, you know, interesting to note this, that just many passages in the Word of God from Old and New Testament, God refers to us as being like sheep. I think of this in, uh, in Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 5, it says, They were scattered for lack of a shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild beasts. Again, that's Ezekiel 34, 5. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd. Again, Matthew 14, 14. And keep in mind, remember, as I've mentioned, God is not insulting us by calling us sheep. It's a statement of reality. We are like sheep, and it's helpful for us to understand that as well. Uh, Another passage, Matthew 15, 32 And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Mark 6, 34. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. And then Matthew 10, 6. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Again, Matthew 10, 6. Matthew 15, 4. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Again, Matthew 15, 24. Time and time again, the Lord refers to us as being like sheep. Now again, no insult whatsoever, but a statement of reality. And keep in mind, this is an interesting thought to consider. You know, often schools have mascots of animals that uh, reflect a certain air of strength or uh, just boldness or something to be admired. You know, you think of schools with a mascot of the lions, the tigers, the bears, the bulldogs, the wildcats, all kinds of mascots. But as I think about it, I've never heard of a school with a mascot that's a sheep. You know, the Mississippi State sheep or the Kentucky State sheep, the University of Alabama sheep, never heard of that. Well, there's a reason for that. Because sheep don't strike fear or terror or great admiration in their ability to lead, to conquer, to overcome. Sheep are very, very helpless animals. And the fact is sheep desperately need a shepherd. 
Sheep are such that if they're on their own, again, they're wide open to being attacked by predators, to be taken advantage of, and basically basically, uh, food for the prey that comes after them. And so sheep desperately need a shepherd, and we are like sheep. We desperately need our shepherd, our good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, again, reading from John chapter 10, once again, keep in mind, uh, picking up at John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Verses 11, excuse me, verses 10 and 11 of John chapter 10. Jesus is the good and the great shepherd. Now, keep in mind, okay, in Psalm 23, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the shepherd David is referring to, and, of course, he's our shepherd. He's the greatest shepherd there ever was. And the fact is, he's a shepherd that can be trusted. So we're going to be looking further at Psalm 23, and keep in mind, Psalm 23 is not just a nice poem. It actually is one of the most favorite passages in all of the world of uh, in all of God's Word, all over the world, it's, it may be the single most favorite passage in most cultures. But the fact is, it's not just a nice poem, a nice psalm to be drawn from. It's a weapon. It's a, an important tool for us to read and meditate on every day, to confess and stand on. Father, thank you for the gift, the unique gift and weapon Psalm 23 is. Thank you for the opportunity for us to speak Psalm 23, to stand on its promises and to know that we can trust your word. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that your word is your voice. And as we listen to the word of God, we're hearing the voice of you, our shepherd. Help us to be wise enough to be committed to listening for the voice of you, voice of our shepherd, listening to your voice faithfully, diligently every single day. And help us to know, Lord, that every day you have guidance, you have counsel, you have encouragement, strength, wisdom, and power, so much more for us as we simply read and meditate on your word and listen to the voice of you, our great shepherd. Thank you for the opportunity to do just that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, 
They comfort me when I'm beat down, broken. Hold my heart when it's split wide open. Turn these eyes to my soul protector and break the will of this born defector. Cause all I know. Toby Mac with I Just Need You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're focusing on the topic, Sheep in Desperate Need of a Shepherd. And a powerful reminder uh, in the Word of God time and time again that when God refers to us as a sheep, it's not an insult in any way, but it's a statement of reality. We are creatures that are in desperate need of a shepherd And we're wise then to live a lifestyle of staying close to the shepherd. Stay close to the shepherd. You know, if you can picture a shepherd with a large flock of sheep and maybe two or three of them are just little ones that tend to just go off, wander off by themselves. Well, the fact is that's dangerous in a world full of predators. The fact is, think of the lions, the tigers, the bears that could easily grab uh, a lamb in in a moment's time and be gone with it. And so... The sheep staying close to the shepherd is very, very important. And you and I need to recognize we live in a world full of all kinds of predators, demonic predators that want to eat people alive, to destroy their lives, and to lead them in all sorts of wickedness, sin, and destruction. Well, the fact is the Bible lets us know again, John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Uh, again, just want to kind of draw on Psalm 23 specifically and keep in mind one of the reasons why it's so important for us to read and meditate on God's Word every day is because remember, God's Word is the voice of our shepherd. And the more we listen to the voice of our shepherd, the wiser we really will be. You know, in our humanness, in our flesh, we tend to think we're very smart ourselves. We tend to think we know what's best for ourselves. We know what we like. We know what we want. We know what... We think we know what our goals are in life. We think we know where we need to go. The reality is we just don't really know much of anything. We desperately need the wisdom and the counsel of our shepherd in every area of our lives. And, you know, keep in mind, Jesus himself, again, he's our good and great shepherd. Yet when in his humanness and in his human ministry, he modeled before us wisdom that will help us as we simply follow in his footsteps about following God, our great shepherd. I want you to note in John, excuse me, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, listen to this about Jesus and how dependent he was on his heavenly Father. Again, this is Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. It specifically says this, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. 
Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus was had ongoing compassion for people who were like sheep, On, ongoing compassion for people who very much needed the, needed the, the shepherd's guidance, his wisdom, his help in every area of life. And so he had compassion for the sheep. And you and I, though, yes, we're sheep before the Lord, yet we need to be compassionate and considerate of others because, you know, as one minister put it, he said, be kind to everyone because everyone's fighting a hard battle. And so it's important that we're walking in love, walking in compassion, and not being so caught up in our own problems and challenges that we don't seek to pray for others, encourage others. In fact, our life is a life that's to be full of compassion and ministry. Jesus had people that wanted to kill him most all his life, people that just made trouble for him, made life difficult for him. Yet he was always on the job doing ministry, listening to his heavenly Father and following him. Uh, Another verse, John chapter 12, verse 9 says, Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. Now keep in mind, Again, an important truth to note, too, is, again, there were people who, when Jesus would do good, when he performed a miracle, you know, you might would think, well, people would like him more, would love him more. But the fact is, there were religious leaders who it angered them to see Jesus perform miracles. They didn't like him. They were continually trying to trip him up and mess, mess him up, try to uh, somehow or another catch him in his words. And, of course, the fact is they didn't manage to do it. But still, life was tough, yet Jesus was involved in ministry, reaching out to the sheep around him, the people who were like sheep who desperately needed a shepherd. Reading another verse, this is John chapter 12, verse 49, it says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. Now notice again here, Jesus is a great role model for each of us. Notice again what he says. Again, this is John chapter 12, verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. In other words, the Lord Jesus Christ himself in his earthly ministry continually trusted his heavenly Father, his heavenly Father, his great shepherd, for wisdom, for guidance and direction at every step of his life. He wasn't trying to do his own thing. He was simply trying to follow his heavenly Father. And Jesus, again, stands as a great role model for each of us. Listen to our heavenly Father, our great shepherd, and simply follow him step by step, moment by moment throughout the day. So, again, as we're looking at Psalm 23, I want you to note some different characteristics that we are all wise to learn about who our good and great shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, is to us. Once again, Psalm 23, and then we want to kind of break it down a little bit for you. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil 
For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, all of Psalm 23. I don't I don't have the ability to overemphasize how important it is for us to not see Psalm 23 simply as a beautiful poem. It is that, but it's also a weapon, and you and I are wise to use it every day of our lives. In fact, you should, if you don't have it memorized, I would encourage you to memorize it and speak those promises and remind God you're standing on those promises. Remember this, with Scripture, often when you read, you may hear a demonic voice, the devil or de- demon simply saying to you, you know that's not true for you in your life. You know that doesn't apply to you. Why would the devil tell you that? Because he doesn't want you to take and utilize and receive the benefit of it. And remember, to receive the benefit benefit of God's word, it's important that we hear it and believe it and stand on it. Again, if we don't mix it with faith, don't expect it to do us any good. We need to hear it and believe it and stand on it. So reading Psalm 23 and quoting it and standing on its promises every day is a very wise thing. Well, let's look at it then again. Amongst other things, Psalm 23 lets us know the Lord Jesus, he's a providing shepherd. Again, the scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As we trust God, God meets all of our needs. Our job is to trust him to be the good and the great shepherd that he is. So he is our provider. The Lord is my shepherd. Excuse me, I shall not want. But he's also a guiding shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He's a providing shepherd. He's a guiding shepherd again. The Lord is seeking to give us guidance every day of our life by his word and by his spirit. God has guidance, wisdom, and counsel for us every single day. That's one more reason why you and I are very wise to be in the word every single day. Because remember, the word of God is the voice of our shepherd. And remember, if we're wise, we're going to be listening for his voice all the time. Through the word of God, the written word of God, but also the Lord Jesus speaks by the Holy Spirit to us every day as well. He speaks every single day to us by his spirit. So we're to always be listening for the word of God and the spirit of God to speak to us. Also, as the next verse goes on to say, it specifically, it says, verse 3, he restores my soul. Now, why do we need, and remember, again, he's a restoring shepherd. Why do we need a restoring shepherd? Well, the fact is we mess up a lot. We in our humanness, yes, we're saved and we're believers, but we mess up a lot. We make a lot of mistakes, every one of us. We say things we shouldn't say. We do things. We make decisions sometimes that aren't in our best interest. The fact is, every day of our lives, we make some mistakes, and some of them much are more serious than others. And many times, we just simply need to be restored. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Lord Jesus is a restoring shepherd. He wants to restore us. If we make a mistake and we mess something up, again, confess it, repent of it, and Ask God to forgive you and just pick up and keep going. Don't wallow in sin. Don't wallow in pity because of how you messed up. And don't listen to the when the devil will try to tell you, God can't use you anymore. You've messed up so bad. You're not worth anything. 
the Lord will never use your life anymore. Those are the lies of the enemy. Jesus is a restoring shepherd. He wants to restore us. So when you've messed up and made mistakes, and again, in our humanness, everyone except Jesus, we all make them. And if you know someone that seems to indicate they don't make them anymore, if it's not Jesus, they're lying to you. The fact is, all of us mess up. One of the reasons why we have no place to be prideful and to look down on anyone else is because we all have messed up too many times. We've all made mistakes very, very often, and we should never think we've arrived because the only person that has arrived is Jesus. All the rest of us are still journeying, and we're trusting God, and when we fall down, we get back up and let the Lord restore us and keep right on going. So he's a restoring shepherd as well. But also, the Scripture goes on to remind us of this important truth. It says, verse 3 goes on to say, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. He's a present shepherd. You're never by yourself. The Lord never leaves you alone. His presence is with you. His spirit is with you. His grace is with you. He is with you. You never walk by yourself. Even though it may feel like you're by yourself, if you're a believer, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're never, ever alone. He is a present shepherd. The scripture goes on to say, uh, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Lord is also a comforting shepherd. His word and his Holy Spirit, excuse me, his word and his Holy Spirit comfort us, encourage us, strengthen us. One more reason why, one of so many reasons why we need to be diligently in the Word of God every day is because the Word of God is a source of comfort and strength and encouragement. The Holy Spirit, He Himself, one of His names is the Comforter. Why do we need a Comforter? Because life hurts. Life has pain. Life has pressure. Life has difficulty. But the comfort of the Word of God and the Spirit of God is readily available. That's Again, so don't make the mistake of thinking, well, I'm just so busy, I don't have time to read my Bible. We have time for what we want to have time for. But it's important that we make one of the high priorities of our day, opening the Word of God and hearing the voice of our shepherd. The Word of God is the voice of our shepherd. How much do you want to hear his voice? Then spend great a great deal of time in the Word of God. Verse 4 goes on, to, excuse me, verse 5 goes on to say, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Keep in mind, the Lord Jesus, he's a protecting, he's a comforting shepherd, and he's a protecting shepherd. He knows how to protect us, even in times of difficulty, trial, and not only is he able to pr- protect us, but he actually can prepare a table of blessing, even though we're surrounded by enemies. God knows how to, God knows how, and he protects us even when we're surrounded by enemies all around us. And he's an anointing shepherd. You know, you and I are wise to ask for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit every single day, and the Lord's glad to give it to us as we simply will ask. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession today as we're looking at the topic, Sheep in Desperate Need of a Shepherd. We'll be right back. i 
Mullins with Sometimes by Step. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking specifically at the topic, Sheep in Desperate Need of a Shepherd, and we're taking a special examination of the wonderful, 
a psalm that we know as Psalm 23, a powerful psalm authored by King David, but inspired by the Spirit of God. And, you know, King David wrote uh, somewhere around half of the psalms in the book of Psalms. And one of, the, one of many of the great traits of King David was the Word of God lets us know he's a man. he was a man after God's own heart. He himself, David, was a shepherd in his younger days, and he learned many lessons about God and following God and trusting God as a shepherd. And so he was both a sheep and a shepherd himself as well. And the Lord Jesus Christ himself is the great shepherd. And so as we continue looking at Psalm 23, again, note too specifically as we mentioned that he's a comforting shepherd, he's a protecting shepherd, and he's an anointing shepherd. And, you know, you and I are wise to pray every single day, Lord, fill me afresh with the Holy Spirit. Why is that? Because the anointing of the Holy Spirit, a fresh infilling and anointing of the Holy Spirit is just a wise way to go onto the battlefield of life every single day. Remember the Holy Spirit. And, and note too, you know, Scripture says the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. And notice specifically, you know, sometimes believers refer to the Word of God as their sword, and it is. But note the Scripture specifically says that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. So in other words... The Word of God is the sword of the Holy Spirit. But it's yes, it's our sword as well. But the more you fill your heart and your mind with the Word of God, the more ammunition we, you put in the hands of the Holy Spirit to use to bless you, to strengthen and encourage you, to reach through you to be a greater blessing to the world, and to do more to build the kingdom of God and to tear down the kingdom of darkness. So keep in mind... Praying for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit is a wise thing to do every single day. A prayer for God to fill us afresh with His Spirit daily is a wise step to make. So He's a protecting shepherd, an anointing shepherd. Also notice He's a generous shepherd as well. Note verse 5 once again. It says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over God is a God of more than enough. God wants to learn, wants us to learn to trust him, to not just to supply our needs, but to run our cup over because God's ultimate goal is not only to bless you and I, but his goal is to bless through us as well. And when our cup runs over, we are not only blessed, but we become a greater blessing to the world. When our cup runs over, that means we have provision for ourselves and our own families, but provision enough to be a blessing around us. And so, yes, we're to believe God to not just fill our cup up, but to run it over so we can become a greater and greater blessing to the world. Because as we bless, as we live a life where we're blessed and we're a blessing to the world, it demonstrates to the world in much greater measure the fact that we have a generous shepherd. God doesn't just want to bless us a little bit. He wants to bless us with abundance. In fact, in John chapter 10 that we read earlier, chapter 10 verse 10 says, The thief comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. God doesn't want us just to have a little bit of the life that only God can give us. He wants us to have abundant life. So he is a generous shepherd. And, you know, you, you and I are wise every day of our lives to stand on that promise. My cup runs over. Well, runs over with what? Well, remember, the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So speaking the promise that my cup runs over in every area of my life, God's grace is abundantly blessing me in every area of my life. I'm standing on that promise. I'm believing that promise 
Because remember this, God is more than able to keep his word. Our job is to believe that God will do his job. So yes, he's a generous shepherd. Verse 6 goes on to say, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, amongst other things, that verse reminds us that we serve a God who is a shepherd that can be trusted. God, again, he says in verse 6, he doesn't just let us know that goodness and mercy shall follow us. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. So he's a shepherd that can be trusted. So remember, again, that's a promise to stand on, a promise to remind God of, Father, your word says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So I thank you for how that I'm expecting your goodness and your mercy in great abundance to follow me today and every day. And again, that's not a point of arrogance. Don't ever don't ever think of being confident in the Lord as being arrogant. Not at all. They're two totally different things. We're supposed to live in confident expectation of God. In fact, the Bible word hope means a confident expectation. Hope is confident expectation that God will keep his word. So in other words, you believe to the point where you're just fully looking for it to come through. You fully expect to see the manifestation of that promise. So we're called to live in great hope, that is, great expectation that God will keep his word. So the Lord is a shepherd that can be trusted. And then finally, he's an eternal shepherd. Not only will he be our shepherd here, but he's looking forward to spending all eternity with us and being our shepherd for all eternity as well. So very briefly, once again, the Lord Jesus, he's a providing shepherd. He's a guiding shepherd. He's a restoring shepherd. He's a present shepherd. He's an almighty shepherd, a comforting shepherd, a protecting shepherd, an anointing, an anointing shepherd, a generous shepherd, a shepherd that can be trusted, and an eternal shepherd as well. Father, thank you for being our good and great shepherd, a shepherd that helps us in every area of our life. Father, anoint the minds, ears, heart, and understanding of every listener with a fresh anointing that we would, in a much greater way, know how to take the wonderful and powerful Word of God and use it like the weapon that it is, to walk forward in victory every single day. Help us to be wise enough to not only memorize Psalm 20, Psalm 23, but to speak it and to stand on it and confess it as the weapon that it is as we speak your word in all the circumstances of life. Thank you, Lord, for being our good shepherd, our great shepherd, our providing shepherd, our guiding shepherd, our restoring shepherd, a present shepherd, an almighty shepherd, a comforting shepherd, a protecting shepherd an anointing shepherd, uh, a generous shepherd, a shepherd that can be trusted, and an eternal shepherd. Thank you, Lord, for being that kind of shepherd for us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, you know, Psalm, uh, excuse me, John chapter 10, beginning at verse 1, once again, it tells us these words, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. 
this figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. Verses 1 through 16, John chapter 10. Again, take time to read and meditate on Psalm 23. Even if you think you know it, you really don't, and neither do I. There's so much more treasure to be drawn from it. And John chapter 10 as well. Take time to read and meditate on on that as well, a a chapter that helps us better understand that the Lord Jesus, he is the good shepherd. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, remember, if you want the Lord Jesus to be your shepherd, then you need to receive him into your heart as your Lord and Savior. If you want to do that and be saved and make that all-important step, would you simply pray this prayer with me now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. Lord, you lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. You said in the word of God, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to hear from you. My email once again, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us. We'd like to share with you some literature and some resources that are going to help you to grow and grow really strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We really hope to hear from you once again, joseph at afr.net. Again, we look today at the topic, Sheep in Desperate Need of a Shepherd. Again, recognize the Lord loves you just tremendously, and he wants you simply to be a sheep that's wise enough to depend heavily on the shepherd and to stay close to him, stay in the word every day, walk with God in prayer every day, follow him, he who is our great shepherd. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.